Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Hey, greetings, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of The Staredown. It's episode 100. Wow. One zero, zero of The Staredown. That's our sports talk and real estate show. I am Sean Carpenter coming to you from spring break outside of Orlando, Florida. My good friend Bill Risser down the street, I-4, 60 miles west in Tampa, actually in St. Pete, uh, and then about, uh, what, 360 miles north uh, up in Cumming, Georgia, Todd Meininger joining us. Bill, we saw I saw you this morning, but how are you this afternoon? I'm doing great. I, I had a uh, we had a great time. We played some golf today, didn't we, Sean? Or at least they they, they call it golf, right? Uh, we were we were, we were on the golf course. We were yeah. on the golf course having a great time with uh, your son Ryan and our good friend Anthony Malafronte, and uh, then a, a followed by a great lunch. The only thing that was missing was Todd Meyer. Todd, yeah. what's going on, <laughs> guys? I was uh, I was so when I was reminded you guys were together get, uh, golfing, I was so happy and. Happy for you guys, and uh, wish I was there for sure. I, I texted Sean. I was watching uh, Arsenal Watford, and I texted you guys going, hey, man, Peter Jack is standing on his head. He made some amazing saves. And Sean's like, um, golf with Bill. And I'm like, oops, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I had uh, I had Vegas brain. I'm a little swampy from a, a week long in Vegas. So. Ooh, we got to hear about that. Oh, wow. shoot. <laughs> Look at Sean. <laughs> How long could that take? Let's um let's actually start with with a couple of tidbits on um Todd hasn't been with us I don't think for uh, a full year yet have you Todd no episode thirty something so yeah maybe a full year yeah yeah maybe a, maybe a little, little for a year but let me just put some things in context here um uh, Coach Shashevsky won his one hundredth game thirty seven years ago mm. Mm. Uh, Joe Paterno the winning his coach in in uh, college football. Asterix, uh, won his 100th game in 1976. Tom Brady has won 100 wins in Gillette Stadium. Uh, the stadium was opened in 2002. He's won 100 regular season games there. Um, Wayne Gretzky has had 15 seasons with at least 100 points. Um, pretty, pretty impressive. LeBron James last month had his 100th game scoring 37 or more points. I don't know. That, that was a stat that, was, that I found. Uh, 100 times he scored 37 or more. Uh, Babe Ruth's home, 100th home run. Todd, you want to guess when it was? Uh, 100th home run, Babe Ruth? Uh, yes. 1900? No, I don't, I don't know. I don't, 1920. I don't know what okay, 1920. 1920, yes. yes. And uh, Wilt Chamberlain, of course, obviously the most famous 100. 1962, March 2nd. 19th, March 2nd, 1962. Well, well done, Todd. Day, um, day before my brother's actual birthday. The only reason I know that. So is that right? Okay, very cool. And so, I got I got 100 minutes of sleep in Vegas over a week, so that's pretty pretty good. If we're if we're riding that theme, Sean. Yes, <laughs> an epic uh, historic night. And and so let's let's start with a little Vegas recap, Todd. How was it? But your first time in Vegas. Um, anything you can share with us? Yeah, first time in Vegas. Uh, didn't really have the quintessential Vegas uh, experience. Um, uh, company rolled out the red carpet, had a, a lot of great uh, breakout sessions, a lot of great new product 
uh, uh, sessions, but we were, you know, breakfast was at eight 30, obviously breaks in between, but we were going to, to 10 or 11 every night. So actually did make it onto the strip on Thursday. Um, a buddy of mine placed a Super Bowl bet in January at Planet Hollywood and he had to go cash it. So we walked and it was only one hotel away and it took us probably 30 minutes to walk from MGM to Planet Hollywood. Um, <laughs> So that said, I mean, had a had a really nice time. Um, I, I think, and you guys have done it before. I think Vegas is maybe a three day trip. I mean, it's just you're going hard. You're 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 playing. It's an adult playground. Um, boy, I can't imagine those guys who live in Vegas. Other than maybe it's kind of like Disney World if you live in Orlando, and right. it's not, not that big of a deal. But um, our guest speaker was great, Sean. We we texted a little bit. Our keynote speaker, a guy named John Foley. Uh, really made great impressions on me. We can we can further discuss it uh, maybe at the end of the show. But uh, overall, a, a, a fun week in Vegas. I'm I, I drank as much Kool Aid as humanly possible, and I'm I'm fired up, and ready to go. So any uh, any good sports book uh, activities? So at the MGM, I didn't participate in this, but a buddy of mine did. You can get an app at the MGM that only works in the hotel, <laughs> and. And so you don't even have to be the sports book and you can just sit in, let's say a breakout session uh, for us, boy, and, and place bets and uh, being three hours behind, you know, game start. It, it's so weird at like, you know, three o'clock it's, you know, Braves first pitch. <laughs> like they, they, they pitch it, right. you know, you started six. Oh yeah. It's, you know, three o'clock. So um, I didn't hit the sports book. I played a little bit of roulette. Uh, a buddy of mine played a ton of three card poker Um that's where the, the pain was inflicted because you get out at 10 o'clock. Hey, let's go to the tables. There's no clocks at all on the walls. Nope. <laughs> They're pumping oxygen. You're not allowed to bring your cell phone because they don't want you to be like, hey, I got kings. So next, you know, hypothetically, it could be like 2.30 and first calls at 6.45. And it could be – it could cause for a long day the next day. It sure can. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a – not a, I don't want to say a long shot, but someone who has made it back. Um, let's talk golf. Let's start with golf. We, we started the day with golf. Uh, we started before the sun came up over in um, – what city were we in? We're in Bill Tampa, North Tampa, in the uh, Tampa. West, West Chase neighborhood at the West Chase Golf Club, for anybody that knows the area. Yeah, yeah had, had a great time, but we teed off uh, a little after 7.30 when the sun was still not up over the, over the treetops uh, with our time change. But um, oh, yeah. about – what would you say, Bill, about 20 miles as the crow flies, maybe not even that far uh, up the up the way is Palm Coast, Florida? Yeah, no, Palm Harbor. Or Palm Harbor. And just uh, due west of West Chase, about 20 miles, I'd say, yeah. The home of Innisbrook, where the Valspar Championship was going on. Uh, and one Eldrick Tiger Woods um, kind of uh, came out of mothballs a little bit. and Turn, I just back, the, get- turn back the clock. <laughs> yeah, he, he he didn't win. Uh, Paul Casey claimed his second win on American soil. Many many European wins and a uh, couple good performances in in Ryder Cup action. But um, he 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 won and beat Tiger and Patrick Reed by one stroke. And there's a couple stories here uh, that we can talk about. But um, let me just get your guys' overall impressions on the Valspar and and Tiger sort of putting a a flag in the ground and sort of saying I'm back. Right. I think we all knew he was back, but this kind of, I think really solidifies the, obviously a win will, will truly be back. But what was your thoughts on, on Tiger's efforts this week? Bill? Yeah, he's back. Um, He will, he will win this year. Uh, I I believe, I know I'm a Tiger honk. I believe he'll win multiple times this year. 
I think that um, the comfort level that you saw today, <clears throat> this week, the ability for him to um, uh, carve shots both ways, for him to hit that two iron the way he hit that two iron, the way he nailed his irons yesterday, if he'd have just had half of that today, I think he probably wins the event. Um, but it looked good. Um, and, and then the one thing that you hear a lot of the experts talk about, and it's crazy how he was able to pull this off. For somebody who had the yips, the chipping yips, who just couldn't work around the green, he was a magician the entire weekend. You know, missed a couple short putts. Um, and Tiger did that back in the heyday as well. Every now and then he'd miss something. Uh, but it was just so much fun to watch. And now headed off to a place where he's the most comfortable, headed to Bay Hill, mm-hmm. where he's won eight times. Uh, think about how um, how confident he is. I loved in the post game interview, uh, the post match interview today, where he said, "He said, well, I know what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm not touching a golf club, and that's a good idea for a guy who's had four back surgeries. He's going to relax, yeah. kind of catch his breath, and uh, you know, I'm sure he's got a whole different routine that was different from Tiger of 2005, right? Um, yeah, look, he doesn't he doesn't need to drive up old. the street. He doesn't need to get up the street and and and, and check out uh, Bay Hill. He's been yeah. there." He knows the course better than yeah. probably anyone in the, in the field. Um, you know, and, and so, uh, it, you know, with the exception of, of the missed birdie putt on 15, which, which, you know, um, and he, you know, he went on, he still would have had a birdie, you know, at least one of, of right. the snake pit and he ended up right. making an epic birdie on 17. Mm-hmm. Um, very restrained, no fist pump. You know, he knew he, he knew that that didn't do anything for him other than get him. He had, he had work to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Todd, what was your thoughts watching up there in, in Georgia? Oh, so, yeah, Bill, uh, he did have the yips, right? Uh, but what I heard was with the four back surgeries, all he's really been able to do is chip and putt. Um, and so I think all that <laughs> – I think when you get away from the game for so long and all you're doing is chipping and putting, I think it, it, it paid off. Um, you know, listen, there's, there's audio evidence that uh, I'm not necessarily on Team Tiger or wasn't on Team Tiger, but I'll raise my hand um, – you know, I'm, I'm still not a Tiger fan in that, you know, I'm going to hop on the bandwagon, but boy, am I glad he's back. Um, uh, admittedly, uh, the sad part of human nature is, is maybe you want to root for someone when they're at the top to maybe go down a couple pegs and boy, he sure did. I, I'm, uh, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not rooting necessarily against Tiger. Um, I, I'm super happy that, that he's back in. The other part of human nature is don't we love a great comeback story? Um, yeah. This guy a year, two years, 18 months ago, uh, we never, we didn't know if he'd ever pick up a club again right. and a testament to him. He's at the Ryder cup, the president cup, he's captain, he's contributing any way he can. So I was thrilled for tiger. I thought he handled everything well. Um, you know, Paul Casey hasn't won since 2009. I'm sure we're going to go on and talk about, I hate the word choke. Um, I just think it's so <laughs> negative. But boy, how else do you describe Pat Reed, um, wow. what he did? It kind of reminds me, and Sean and Bill, you probably have a better point of reference of, didn't Monty have the worst chip of his life, maybe at a Masters, uh, just just left it way short? Maybe it was one of the majors he hadn't won, and they asked him afterwards, and he just said, I just made the worst chip of my life in the most critical time. Um, and I feel Pat Reed probably feels the same way about that, but uh, maybe not the worst putt he's ever had, but. Uh, I'm sure he knew he had to get over that ridge and at least have a shot to uh, to tie it up. So yeah. um, fun tournament, great tournament, right? Yeah, it, it really was. And, you know, I, I think Tiger, you know, Bill, you can maybe talk about the what what Tiger did for that little area in that tournament because he hadn't played there since, I believe, 98, right? 
Um, well, it wasn't even the Valspar. It was, it was um, a JC Penny. Yeah, yeah. Some other JC Penny event. Yeah. And no, I, it, the place was going nuts here. You, I want to you know, think about what, what happened yesterday in Pinellas County, right. Or in, in the Tampa Bay area. Hillsborough? Light, yeah. yeah. Hillsborough Pinellas. You've got the lightning playing the Canadians at one o'clock. You had hmm. tiger teeing off at one forty-five. you know, in a tournament yesterday at the same time, you had, uh, you know, the, the St. Petersburg Grand Prix, the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. You've got cars racing around at 180 miles an hour through the street, streets of St. Pete. Wow. I mean, it was going nuts here. I mean, it was, uh, it was a fun, really act- – and that, and then spring training everywhere, right? You had the, mm-hmm. the Yankees playing. You had Dunedin up at uh, – you had the Blue Jays in Dunedin and the Pirates in Bradenton. I mean, it was just going crazy. So, um, but, but that, little, that little event um, doubled attendance which means that the two and a half million they raised last year for charity is going to be a whole lot more. Uh, it really brought a lot of excitement. It was just uh, really fun. And it's, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've had the really, I think it's the, the opportunity, the, uh, the honor of seeing Tiger play live multiple times at, at us opens at the masters. I mean, I've seen him play everywhere and I, I, um, uh, I stayed away because <laughs> I knew we were talking about it today, Sean, I live, 25 miles, the best way for me to get there from my home would be to Uber to the event because there was no parking anywhere. They were parking people 45 minutes away and busing them over to the, to the tournament. That's how big it got. Pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. So it was, you know, it's certainly fun. Uh, I'm sure the NBC ratings will, will be kind of through the roof um, just because, you know, as, as we talked about, I mean, people, it just becomes a, what, what's Tiger doing? How's, how's Tiger, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and we were, we were, you know, it's funny, Todd, we were in this, in this pub afterwards, after our off, off the golf course. So we were in this little like village um, and they had all the college basketball and soccer games on. And with, as soon as Tiger was on the second hole, like 80% of the TVs had been switched over because um, everybody wanted to see from their mm-hmm. vantage point that they wanted to see Tiger. And so um, next week, Bay Hill, and you're going to have Phil, I believe is, is playing and you have Rory and Justin and Jordan and you know, it, it's going to be fun. And, and, it's really a buildup now heading into, you know, the first week of April. Mm-hmm. I heard a great stat today. I, mean, I don't know if you both heard it, but do you know how many tournaments Tigers played since his last win? We know it's 2013, but how many tournaments has he played since his last win? Less than you'd think, right? 11. 28. Yeah. 28. 28. Wow. So not even he, a calendar year. Yeah. Not even a calendar. Yeah. For, for Tiger, that's, you know, that was a year and a half, right? When he Maybe, was yeah. prime because he played 1920 or something like that. Um, and then he had a stretch where he retooled his swing, right, Sean? And he went that many without a win. He's done it before. Sure. Um, and so that puts – I just put a different spin perspective on it. Now, he is 42. Having said that, fastest swing speed on tour. On tour this year, Tiger Woods at the Valspar. Yeah. <laughs> a 42-year-old guy with a bad back. And, and I mentioned uh, last week, obviously, Phil winning in Mexico. Um, I mentioned watch out for him uh, in Augusta, but – Boy, if, if if we're having a friendly bet, I'd take Tiger Phil. Tiger Phil, and you can have the field, and I'd feel pretty good about you know at least top ten, top five results possibly, right? Um, yeah. Two uh, old guys. The old guys are playing pretty well right now. Couple couple thoughts just in closing on the on the Valspar and, and PGA. You know the um, Tiger's decision on eighteen to hit a two iron instead of a three wood or a driver left him um, 195 to come in, right? Left him, well, yeah. 185, but they were saying it's probably playing more like one at 195 up the hill. Um, you know, clearly he just isn't trusting his driver right now, even though, even though I, you know, I think he, he kept himself pretty good in play. I just think he, 
he, he knew he had to be from the, from the, from the fairway to have a chance. Right. And, um, anything in the rough, I mean, and you saw Stricker or uh, Snedeker was just buried him <laughs> over by that yeah. left bunker. But um, having said that, Patrick Reed hit, laced a driver, right? Had a uh-huh. buck 50 in and had a little trouble up on the green. So I, I think, I don't know. I think, I think, uh, a 195 for you, a, a shot that plays 195 for a, a, a 15 handicap is one thing, but for the best players in the world, he probably hit a seven iron. <laughs> maybe it yeah. may be a six, uh, wow. but probably yeah. a seven iron. And it's something he's got in his wheelhouse. And I mean, hell he hit a, he had a par three yesterday. He hit it to uh, 18 inches from 199 yards. So hmm, sure. he's got sure. the shot. It just, uh, he just couldn't get it close enough. Uh, and, and he mentioned, I think in the post match interview that he just didn't trust uh, certain parts of his game today. Yeah, um, it's probably part of it. And if he, if he played half as well as he did yesterday, I think he'd be, he'd be the champ. I'll so. tell you, I was really pumped with how excited he was afterwards. I mean, he had a smile on his face. He just lost. And you would never have seen that from old Tiger or young Tiger. Perspective, right? Tiger of old. He was like, hey, th- he is really happy with what he's found. He's got his game back. And and um, he just, you could tell he and Joe LaCava were having a nice conversation afterwards going, I, I'm sure they both can't wait to get to Orlando. So. I mean, he had the resources and you know he's never going to get up, but there had to be a part of his back of his mind saying, Am I ever going to compete again? Yeah. You know, well, he and, and yeah. he, he was going to, he was going to work at it. He was going to grind, but I'm sure there's some doubt of whether he'd ever be, you know, on 18 putting for, for a playoff, uh, playoff opportunity. Right. Hey, Sean, share your tweet about uh, missed cuts. <laughs> yeah. So Todd, I don't know if you saw this, but um, Tiger has missed. Well, Tiger's in his career has missed 17 cuts. In mm. his career. What? George, 20 years. Career? George, Jordan Spieth has missed 19. Yeah. So just put it in perspective that Jordan Spieth, you know, and once again, not taking it, he's in a no, little slump right now, yeah. but 19 missed cuts and Tiger's missed 17. Um, wow. You know, it, it really, now here's just, just maybe getting way ahead of ourselves, guys. Um, but you mentioned that you think he's going to win a couple times. It's going to be really interesting um, come September when the U.S. Ryder Cup team heads over to France that I think one of the coaches or one of the captain's picks may have to be a, uh, a vibrant, uh, energized, very positive Tiger Woods. I mean, how, how good would that be for that oh, event? How awesome. do you not, how do you not pick him if he's playing as well as he is now? Right. Right. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, he keeps yeah. playing the way he's playing now. He'll play himself on the team. I, I, right. I can't assume that cause you know, he'll have to, he's got to limit his play a little bit. I know he's excited now, but he, he can't yeah. turn into somebody trying to play 28 events a year. He's got to, no. he's got to save himself yeah. and get back in that routine of, setting up a schedule, right? Like this might be the last time Valspar ever sees him possibly because yeah. he's going to get back into that routine, which always skipped this getting ready for baby. And ho- horses for courses. You know, I right. think, I think obviously, you know, uh, Muirfield village, um, yeah. in the Bridgestone, uh, yeah. Tory, you know, the places he loves. Yeah, the he's places- got to play Sawgrass, right? I would think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he was always there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he'll play that. So, all right, guys, uh, let, let, why don't we skip the NBA and NHL this week and just get right to right to March Madness because um, <laughs> you forgot to say EPL. And, and we can hit EPL if you want, Todd. I, I tease the EPL early. We're good. We're good. <laughs> all right, you tease it early. Yeah. All right. So, so let's let's look at the brackets and um, I guess just initial thoughts before we we dig into the brackets. Anything, um, guys, that, that jump out at you? How about you, Todd? Uh, I, I had limited viewing. Um, I haven't really rolled up my sleeves and saw it. Uh, we'll keep it, uh, uh, local for you and I, Sean, uh, Florida six seed just sounds about right to me. Um, 
Uh, I don't know if it seems a little high, but certainly I don't see them as a, as a one through five. Um, I think they win their first round, um, have a good chance to win their second. I think a sweet 16 for this team would be, would be a, a, a good season. Um, nothing to do with the brackets, Sean, but shocking surprise, surprise, surprise. Kentucky wins the SEC basketball tournament. Yes. I mean, fourth in a row. Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Yeah. But Tennessee came back in that game, huh? A big time. Cause it was a Remember, We watched that early, Sean. Yeah. Uh, it, they came, it looked they came like a runaway. And came back to, it became a one point game, yeah. uh, with, with about 30 some seconds to go. Um, but interesting, you know, why don't we start there in the top left of the, of the brackets in the South, um, Virginia comes in as the number one overall seed, uh, according to the the uh, com- selection committee. Um, they should have a pretty easy road into the uh, Sweet 16. Below them, though, is Todd, the Kentucky Wildcats you just talked about, heading west uh, as a five seed. Uh, and in a second-round matchup, assuming seeds hold and chalk moves on, uh, they're going to play Arizona, which I think is a very <laughs> disrespectfully low seed for Arizona. They win the Pac-10. Um, they win the Pac-10 both regular season and tournament. Um, and they're a four seed. And they get a four seed and have to wow. play Kentucky in the, in the second round. And that's just a um, – I don't know. It just seems when you look at some of the other uh, seeds, like Texas Tech is technically higher than them. And Purdue three seed, is yeah. higher than them. And Cincinnati's higher than them. Michigan. Uh, I mean, Michigan's even Michigan. Higher than them. Michigan State's higher than them. It just it, – I don't know. It's just three Big Ten teams – are higher than the Pac-12 champs. And I, I don't know. Just you know part of that, I'll bet you part of that, if you, let, you want to talk to the committee, is that um, only three Pac-12 teams made the tournament. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and one was like second to last in ASU. Uh-huh. Uh, then you have UCLA, which is playing in. So the two, it's really Arizona and two teams playing in, UCLA and Arizona State. There's no other Pac-12 teams in the tournament. So yeah. they're just saying that's, it's a down year for that conference. Exactly. I think yeah. that's – and so maybe that's why Arizona got um, hammered on the four seed. But, Perhaps. And I guess Arizona – But you still, know, they're, they're a great team. They can, uh, they can you know, they, they can show, show, show them what they got, so to speak, and, and put their money where, where their mouth is. Going to have to go through Kentucky and Virginia <laughs> yeah. to move on. And, um, that's all? That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah. And then, and then obviously, you know, that's a, that's a defensive bracket there with Cincinnati on the bottom of that bracket – um, Texas can get on you. Uh, Tennessee, I think, is a solid defensive team. Um, so Virginia, obviously, though, is 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 that team that you know, uh, unlike the Wisconsin teams of of the uh, of the last decade that were just kind of a would bore you to death um, mm. and play good defense. Uh, Virginia can score some points, but I don't think they want to. I think they're they're very content, um, kind of you know, working it down inside eight seconds on the shot clock, um, taking a smart shot. And, and just extending the defense, you know, 65 feet uh, mm-hmm. up and down the floor. And so, you know, their, their claim to fame, I told you guys when I was there uh, earlier this year, um, their little Hall of Fame in the arena um, is making the Final Four. You know, mm-hmm. making the Final Four is kind of their, their big, um, you know, we've done this. And so, obviously, to win it would be unbelievable. But, but making the Final Four for them is, is kind of the next step that they – Tony Bennett and the boys need to need to get to. And I, I think they have a, you know, if you look at that, I haven't done my brackets yet, but that's, that's, it's going to be hard for me to not put Virginia uh, into the uh, final four in San Antonio. Who do you guys, who do you guys like in that South bracket? I, I'll, I'll go. Um, and, you know, the chalk is Virginia, but 
Don't sleep on Kentucky. I mean, I've kind of hinted at before, and Sean, you say. Um, them being a five seed, stranger things have happened. But, uh, you know, right now I say Virginia. They're, they're number one seed overall for a reason. Yeah. And, you know, that Virginia, Virginia, Arizona, Virginia, Kentucky, um, whoever advanced on that, I mean, think about that. Kentucky or Arizona is not going to make it to the second weekend. Right. Um, one of those two teams is out. Yeah. I'm watching bracketology while we're uh, <laughs> having this conversation. You know, it's, it's on a Sunday night. And just to let you know that Jay Billis, Dick Vitale, and Seth Greenberg, all three, do you want to know their national championship game? All three picked the same. Really? Independently of each other. Yeah. Go ahead. Virginia, Michigan State. Wow. Really? Yeah. Well, and and yeah. Billis, Billis doesn't have, uh, doesn't have uh, Duke in the Elite Eight which, you know, he probably can't because he looks too much like a homer. But uh, very interesting to see that uh, pop up on the screen while, you, while we're talking. Seth, Seth, Seth Davis never has any problems being a homer with, uh, with Duke. Um, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Seth Davis. Okay, yeah. well, let's go to the bottom bracket. Bottom left, the West bracket. Uh, Xavier's the number one seed. Um, this, this bracket, um, Xavier is number one and Carolina number two. Obviously, Carolina uh, lost in the ACC semifinals. Uh, but they did, did beat Duke in the uh, – they, they, they lost in the ACC finals. Sorry. Yeah, they beat Duke in the semis. Uh, they beat Duke in the semis. Um, and Virginia outlasted Clemson, I believe, uh, in the other bracket uh, there. Um, who, do, who do you – you know, there's some interesting matchups. I, I think Ohio State versus Gonzaga. Bill, you and I were talking before we came on the air. Um, Gonzaga just traveling uh, from Spokane over to Boise. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, obviously a, a close – you know, think about this. Gonzaga was was national runner-up last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, and so while they lost their big man, uh, Mark Few, obviously as a coach that's been there and done that, um, Ohio State coming in off of a disappointing, you know, coming in off a loss that was now 10 days ago. And so they won't play until uh, Thursday afternoon. Um, they'll be coming in off a, almost a two-week – Week rest against the South Dakota State team that I, I know nothing about. I know th- I know they got twenty eight wins. Mm. So um, Missouri, Florida State, you know matchup of ACC, SEC, SEC with eight teams in the in the tournament this year, yeah, uh, yeah. most ever for for the SEC. Um, be interesting to see how that one shakes out. And then Michigan coming in off the Big Ten championship, but once again that that week off, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how how that affects the teams, but you know, a lot of people like, a lot of people like Xavier in this, uh, in this, in this bracket. Yeah. You know, I see, I see Xavier as uh, the number four, number one seed, right? I think mm-hmm. we talked about that. And so that means that North Carolina is the you know, fifth overall seed. Um, so they got a lot of love and just missed probably getting a one, maybe right here. Who knows? Um, and I'm not a big Carolina fan, but I, I, I would probably um, lean heavy that way. I, I, don't, I don't know why. I just don't think when I think ACC big 10, I just favor ACC all the time. Is that just a bad thing? You know, on my part, <laughs> I just, I'm not a big fan. Of, I'm not a big fan of Michigan. I know they, I know, I know they yeah. won the championship, but I, um, I think, Car- I think Carolina takes care of them. And um, I think Houston, I'll be quite honest. Um, Houston gets past San Diego State, who's a pesky little team with really mm-hmm. good defense, and and they laid a whooping on Nevada. I mean, I was telling Sean, they were up by 30 in the semifinal game in the conference tournament. At halftime, they're up by 30, 55-25. I don't know how sure. you do that. Um, and uh, so, but I think, I think you know, I think Houston gives Michigan trouble. I, I, I so I'm, I'm going to, I'll go with, I'll go sort of chalkish with Carolina. 
over Xavier. Okay. Todd, who you like in any, any, any games jump out at you as a must watch? There's always the classic five twelve Ohio state, South, South Dakota state. God, that just screams upset, especially with a 28 win team. Right. Um, I'll raise my hand. Um, you guys know me pretty well. Uh, I'm, I'll remind you that I'm a flawed individual like all of us are. If you were to give me 10 chances, for some reason, I would have missed Xavier being the number one seed. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's just a blind spot with me, but when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and literally, I was like, God, how many teams would I have gone through before I would have realized it's Xavier? So I think, Bill, you hit it right on the nose. Um, I would have probably said the exact same thing you did if I went first, but I think Carolina uh, – I think their biggest obstacle is Bragg will be Texas A&M in, in, the, second, in the second round. Um, but I, I think they uh, come out of the West. Um, I think uh, Xavier, uh, the, the weakest of the, of the number one teams, I think they lose to, to maybe Carolina. But Missouri-Florida State, what a good game. And watch that 12-5 and five, um, South Dakota State and Ohio State. Um, and Michigan, you know, Michigan – I think they'll uh, they'll play North Carolina. North Carolina beat them to go to the to the uh, to the West Finals, if you will. Where is the West Finals at? It's not showing up on my bracket that I have. Where is that being played? I thought it was in Los Angeles. Um, remember we talked about it earlier. I'm pretty sure it was L.A. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see it either, so I would be. Guessing. I'll find it. I'll find yeah. it. Yeah. So, you know, looking at that bracket, very interesting that um, kind of the the national favorite darling for the last you know few years that finally made it to the final four was Gonzaga um you know they beat South Carolina they make they advance to the championship game and and lose kind of an ugly game to Carolina where just foul after foul were called to go back and listen to the stare down after that game how frustrating yeah. they were. Um, but we, Sean? If, if, if you look at Xavier Gonzaga if if they advance and they'll play in the first game you know in that sweet 16 game uh interesting you know two little schools um, two Jesuit, Jesuit schools going up against each other uh, for the right to probably advance and, as you said, face the defending national champion, North Carolina. Um, yeah. You know, Carolina clearly has good athletes, um, but every once in a while they can just, you know, they kind of just turn the ball over and, and um, don't hit shots. But I do like Carolina probably to advance uh, in that bracket. You know, Roy Williams, one of the best um, coaches and, and, I just like Joel Berry. Yeah. I, I, I don't they're battle-tested, too. Ha- having, having, a, having a point guard. You um, need good guards to do well in the tournament, right? They've been there and done that. They've got Luke May. They, they, they can shoot free throws. They can shoot three-pointers. Um, they've got bigs. Uh, but, but they have that, you know, Joel Berry's a junior, but he's, you know, he's been to the tournament every year he's been there. So um, The uh, West, West Regional's in L.A., and the South Regional is in Atlanta. Atlanta. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And right, then uh, you got the East in Boston and the Midwest in Omaha. Right? Well, let's go, let's go to the East because it's interesting. I think nine ACC teams hmm. make, make the uh, field, but only one is placed in the East. And that's, hmm. Virginia, that's Virginia Tech at an eight seed. So interesting that, you know, the East is, is where the ACC is. Um, and, and they get only one team. And they'll play Villanova in the second round in Pittsburgh. Um, so, uh, hey Sean, can, can, correct me if I'm wrong. The early pods are are aren't um, conducive to where the region is, right? That's where the finals, like the, the West, they have some pods all over the country, not just right. on the West. Correct. Convenient for travel, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's just it. where the final 
Okay, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. so if you look at the two play-in games in, on Wednesday or Tuesday and Wednesday in Dayton, um, those winners go like to Pittsburgh and Detroit and Nashville. So they go, you know, close from, from Dayton, you know, so they'll be able to drive, you know, to Dayton up to Michigan to Detroit is, you know, two hours, um, two and a half hours over to Pittsburgh. So it's, they pod those things out based on uh, closeness. Now it's interesting. Michigan state uh, plays down the street in Detroit. And I, mm-hmm. I think Michigan um, who is also a three C I don't know that they're playing in Detroit. Are they? Do you they're see playing. those? Um, where's, Michigan, where, where's the Michigan Montana game at? Um, that's a West Coast. It's a West bracket game. Um, uh, I can't I, tell from here. Just I just I, it's either in Pittsburgh, Wichita, Dallas, Boise, Charlotte, Detroit, Nashville, or San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one of those. Do you All have right. a dartboard? <laughs> it's a dartboard. So, um, Todd, this one is uh, Villanova. I think the probably the easiest one seed bracket um, to advance. You know, you got Purdue. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of the Big Ten at the bottom, you've got a Texas Tech team that is first time in the tournament since I think 2010. Um, you've got Wichita State. Um, uh, you know, n- no team really jumps out to me on that bracket other than Villanova, uh, with with obviously some very uh, tournament tough teams. You know, they won the tournament what three years ago. Um, Jay Wright is a is a solid coach. Mm-hmm. Does, is there any upsets in that? You know, does Murray State have a chance against West Virginia? Um, Alabama, you know, they beat Auburn. Um, but Auburn, I think, clearly a, 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 um, a, a soft four seed. But so, doesn't, doesn't Nova have a history of kind of screwing the pooch in the first weekend? They do. They yeah, do. So could, could Alabama be that person? Well, Alabama, Alabama's had a couple good upsets. Um, although they got rolled by Florida uh, at home, uh, Virginia tech, remember Virginia tech is the team that went into Virginia right. and beat them. Yeah. Um, you know, so Virginia tech maybe, uh, you know, in support of the ACC, uh, makes a statement win there in, in, in Pittsburgh. And, um, you know, that's not a, that's, that's not a far ride uh, from Pittsburgh, from Blacksburg up to, uh, Pittsburgh. So, um, that could be it. You know, it's also not. It's not a far ride from Philadelphia either. Um, but you know, that could be a that Colin Sexton kid from Alabama is solid. I mean, he'll be a top five pick in the draft next year. I think. Uh, I think Villanova gets out of the first weekend. I think they they make the region finals. Um, gosh, you know, being a homer, I think if I think the Florida Texas Tech game is their is their national championship game. If they can beat Texas Tech. Make the Sweet 16. I think that's great, and I think the 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 the, the run ends there. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a little chalky, but I'm gonna say it's gonna be Villanova Purdue, and I think Purdue pulls the upset and and makes the Final Four. Hmm. Um, so I don't think Villanova's. Uh, I think they'll get out of Weekend One, um, and it's just a feel. I haven't studied matchups. Maybe Purdue Villanova is the the worst matchup possible for them, but I just uh, I just think Purdue gets gets the best of them. Um, to be determined after I watch a couple more games and maybe study both teams a little more. Right. You know, Florida for me, Todd, um, they're a team that is probably going to play. I, I will, I will say UCLA. I don't know why. I know nothing about St. Bonaventure, um, but UCLA has, I think way more inside presence than Florida does. Florida. Here's the thing with Florida. And I think, you know, once again, the frustration of, of the game against Arkansas, um, 
either Florida gets bounced in the first round or they make it to the elite eight, you know, and, yeah. uh, and lose a heartbreaker in the elite eight. You know, that's, that's kind of their MO is, uh, you know, I think they've made five elite eights in the last 10 years. Um, in, in that testament to, I mean, maybe not the, in the past, but this team, if they make the elite eight, uh, they made a deep run last year. I think that's testament to the coaching. Um, I think we have good guards, and I think that's what's going to get us maybe to the Sweet 16. But inside presence, I think, is going to kill us, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And if we, you know, if we don't hit our shots, obviously we, we lose in the first round. Uh, interesting, if we do advance, and let's just say Chalk holds and Texas Tech advances, um, mm-hmm. Texas Tech, once again, that, that kind of that first time back in the dance that for a while, and they're playing in Dallas, um, certainly is an advantage Texas Tech um, playing, you know, a couple hours away from Lubbock versus the Gators, you know, hmm. uh, a, a long way away um, coming off of a, a loss. And, you know, it's interesting. If they, um, if they advance to the Sweet 16, they could be playing Arkansas um, again. Who they, familiar foe, right? A, a familiar foe, but don't, don't, don't count out Butler. Butler's a, a solid team in the A-10 there um, uh, coming out of – and it, it, I'll tell you, I, I, as soon as it came up on the board, I think that would be interesting. Butler versus Purdue in the second round – if Butler can get past Arkansas, uh, Butler is about an hour south of West Lafayette. Um, and I'm sure there's probably some players that didn't get drafted by Butler or <laughs> didn't get drafted by Purdue that would love to, to play that, you know, that big brother school um, up there. Right. So I don't know. Murray state might be my 12. If I was going to pick a 12, five, maybe, maybe Murray state, the racers um, against a, a West Virginia team. Although West Virginia has had some games, you know, where they've looked really good and they've had some games where they look really pedestrian. So a Wichita state, Murray state, uh, second round game could be interesting. Hey, Sean. Um, I know Texas is a really big state and I just did a quick map, uh, map quest. Lubbock to Dallas is five and a half hours drive. <laughs> wow. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure how, uh, how much of a home field feel that is. <laughs> that, well, interesting. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, it is a big get, I think El Paso is the only thing west of, of Lubbock in Texas. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and how about the last bracket? Uh, Midwest, Kansas uh, picks up that fourth number one seed, um, really probably the third number one seed, and then Xavier's the fourth one, as Todd said. Um, they're going to battle Penn, uh, NC State, Clemson from the ACC in that bracket, as well as um, Duke. So three ACC teams in that bracket. Um, Auburn, a weak number four seed. I, I don't like them with their, their big guy injured. Um, first time in the tournament in a while. Um, I did hear a stat today on the TBS show, um, which we'll, we'll talk about in a second. Um, Auburn, every time they've made the tournament, has won a game, mm. except the year Charles Barkley uh, mm. went. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of a little slam. Um, do, so, do you ever watch the, um, the TNT, NBA and TNT, the pre, pre-games, post-games? Shaq loves reminding Barkley that – not only did he not win in college, he never won in the pros. He just, he just loves needling him about that. That's so, funny. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Bill, you're, you mentioned your son, Kevin, uh, in that 11-seed play-in game, Arizona State um, versus Syracuse. Yeah, Kevin attended both schools. Got his wow. undergraduate from ASU and his master's at Syracuse. That's cool. <laughs> That's Wednesday, yeah. So one of his teams will play in. How's that, right? Yeah. Um, I think Duke has a pretty easy road into the into the Sweet 16 for sure. Um, Oklahoma gets in, and Barkley was really in the in the um, what is it the the committees uh, the committee chair um, 
you know, he, he just can't understand how Oklahoma got in. And, and you said, you called it, Bill. I think it's a, it's a, tr- the Trey Young effect. They wanted this kid who, yep. who's um, obviously going to, you know, but they finished the season two and 10, two, two and eight, two and eight in the last 10 games. Yeah. Um, they did have some early season wins, but that's a, that's a tough, um, you, you know, now I, I, I did like uh, Kenny Smith, I think was the one that said it. So this is not my, my analysis, but you know, um, when the big 12 can, when they know what's coming with Trey young, uh, it's one thing the second time through, um, yeah. Rhode Island and, and maybe Duke, um, you know, never seen the kid before. So do they just excel because of film or mm-hmm. is it different in real life? Well, I think Duke excels because of coach K he'll have the yeah. boys ready. I mean, that's just what he does. Um, I, I think I think the key to the Midwest is whoever wins that game, <laughs> that Michigan State Duke game. Mm-hmm. I think whoever wins that game wins the Midwest. Yeah, because uh, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm just not a fan of Kansas at all. I think. I mean, they've they've gotten whacked at home a lot this year. They're just not the same team. Um, but you know, they won their conference, so <clears throat> they uh, they get a one seed. Uh, but but it's going to be fun. I mean, the Duke played Duke beat Michigan State without um, Bagley. Uh, he was out, but then, but Grayson Allen went off for like 36 points. So I don't know if he can do that again, but it'll be interesting to see. And that was early in the year. So, you know, teams change over the course of the season, but uh, that's the game I'm really looking forward to this whole thing is um, the sweet 16 matchup with Michigan state and Duke. That'll be great. Bill, you are right again. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, I think uh, the winner of Michigan state Duke um advances they'll play Kansas I I, I'm picking Duke um (laughs) I I I don't necessarily root for them at all um but Coach K uh good talented players I think going back to the Oklahoma uh that it's um that kid's name's Young right uh Trey Young Trey Young yeah I think Oklahoma is as good as the four other starters play Hmm. I think uh those guys haven't seen them um but with technology and film, uh, they're going to know his moves. They're going to be, you know, gunning to stop him. So if his supporting cast plays well, I think Oklahoma's got got a great shot to, uh, you know, maybe win a round or two. I can see myself doing two brackets in my own pool. Um, I'll have Michigan State advancing in one and Duke in the other. <laughs> so. Yeah, my pick's Duke beating uh, beating Kansas to uh, hmm. to go. Nice. Um, well, if, uh, if if somehow Rhode Island or Oklahoma mm. or TCU or any of those teams somehow gets past Duke, uh, America celebrates because when Duke loses early <laughs> in the tournament, uh, it's just always a it's always a you know it, it, it it's shocking you know but you know Coach K has has won five of these things mm. um, you know so he's there's you know there's clearly something about his coaching there's also clearly something about him having re- really good players on his team yeah uh, and Bagley and Gary Trent Jr is is really um really is, I think he's the spark plug of that of that team and uh, America's sweetheart Grayson Allen don't forget him Grayson <laughs> Allen, <yeah. laughs> yes. spit take on the beer there Todd that was close <laughs> Woo! yeah I saw uh, another video it was like two minutes long of his over the past four years his you know shenanigans if you will yeah. his discretions um, with his, his legs his desire yeah. to win his his willingness to play tough and play hard and win is it's that what prob- you're talking about it's probably like the finest line and if he was just on the other side of the line he'd be like america's hero but he's on the other side of the line he just so. crosses over right? yeah easy to hate right easy yeah. to hate yeah i so, totally get it 
He is Boris Badenov. Yes. Yeah. He's a- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Pull, deep pull. Wow. <laughs> From Rocky Bowling. Rocky, Rocky Bowling. Exactly. Where's Natasha? <laughs> That's awesome. So, all right, boys. Well, um, because we didn't like, really do our picks on this, uh, maybe we'll just have to send each other our picks before 1159 on Thursday. But it's always fun, obviously, to, uh, to watch. Uh, I think most of us are picking chalk. No, n- who would you say, guys, looking through the field one more time, is that maybe that five or lower seed that, that could squeak their way in to the uh, final four? Last, last year we had Ooh. South Carolina coming in as a seven seed. Um, is there anyone that you sort of look, look down your, your line right now? I mean, is it, is it a Kentucky or Arizona? Uh, although they're five and four. Let's, let's, any six or above that you, you see on your list that, that could maybe uh, – Wow. Make it oh, interesting. That's tough. That is that tough. Is that's tough. so hard to pick um, to go that far. Right. Um, I'm just going to say Florida, mm. right, Sean? I mean, come there on. you go. <laughs> Let's make it literally big. If we're looking at fives, you got to watch Clemson being the ACC. Um, six mm-hmm. or above, that's whew, that's that's a week by week thing. If they advance and, and yeah, and, it really, up, right? and it really comes down to matchups. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, sometimes the matchups you know make everything. Um, you, you know. You know, I, I guess you could look at maybe Texas. Uh, look at Texas. There was a ten. If they beat Nevada, they get a you know they get a, a Cincinnati team that that they could you know um, just out out athleticize if that's a word. <laughs> close uh, enough. Like close enough. I like it. You know, then they got Tennessee, Miami. Uh, who knows in that bracket? Um, and then they you know somehow somehow catch a Virginia on a on a bad day. Who knows that that so Texas maybe is that 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 team that. Could uh, you know Shaka Smart is a is a heck of a coach. Um, been there, done that before. Uh, yeah. Led Virginia Commonwealth to the Final Four. So, you know, if you look down this list and you say which teams, which coaches have gotten their teams to the Final Four, um, there's probably not more than ten or twelve on this board, right? Hey, Sean, you were recently in Cincinnati. What's the chances of a Cincinnati Xavier Final Four matchup? That would be uh, uh, that would be pretty uh, wild, right? That, that would be pretty wild. Yeah, that would be very similar to remember Kentucky played Louisville in the Final Four uh, four or five years ago. That said, I'm predicting a North Carolina victory over Duke. Uh, they re- they repeat as champions. I'm going to just go ahead and say it right now. Wow, sure. you get your final. Wow, that's great. I'll tell you, you know, if, if you saw a North Carolina Duke championship game, that would be wow. Pretty- That'd be a four, Yankees, four, Red Sox, even four, though they're in the same division or yeah, conference. Four, yeah, four time, four time they played this year. If that happens, um, you know, um, and, and you know, if Virginia makes it on the other side, you have three of the four ACC teams uh, making it. Um, the only chance in that case that you'd have of of it being all ACC final would be if Virginia Tech uh, somehow makes it to the East as the only representative of the ACC. Um, be interesting. So hmm. we'll see. We'll see. What, we'll see. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's usually a, a nice um, discussion for conference. It's a nice discussion for uh, states. Um, you know, you got, you got what, four from Ohio uh, going with Ohio State, uh, Cincinnati, Xavier, and uh, uh, Wright State. Hmm. Um, you got, <laughs> let's see, how many from Indiana? You got uh, Purdue and Butler from Indiana. Um, Three states in Kentucky, so you got Kentucky and where's Radford? North Carolina, maybe. Yeah, that might be that might be in uh, Alabama. Yeah, I'm not sure. Radford. I hear I hear someone typing. Shh. 
Bradford, <laughs> I'm Bradford say Virginia. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Okay. Um, interesting. All right. So we'll see what happens, guys. Uh, let's, let's finish up and let's Todd, you're back in town. No, no Vegas trip. Uh, what do you got going on this week? So Sean, uh, as you guys know, gone a week, a lot of catch up, even though I do have a busy schedule. Um, but I wouldn't mind taking a minute or two and just uh, reflect on a couple things that I didn't reflect on earlier. Um, the keynote speaker, a guy named John Foley, um, Sean, that we talked a little before, um, do, do yourself a favor and go ahead and look him up. Um, he, he was a, he was a blue angel pilot and, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a fast car guy. I'm not an airplane guy. Um, just none of that speed stuff, even though I did enjoy Top Gun, um, none of that really thrills me. So seeing him as a keynote speaker, I was kind of blase about it, but wow, he, he impressed the heck out of me. Um, the precision and trust that it takes these guys to do what they do is unbelievable. When you have a Blue Angel plane side by side, one upside down, one riding, going 1,000 miles an hour, however fast they're going, they are 18 inches apart. Wow. I mean, just think about that for a second, 18 inches apart. So the, the key things he, he stressed were, you know, were trust, um, you know, being prepared. But the, 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 the couple things that I took home was um, – they're huge, and I don't think anyone in sales, certainly probably in real estate, do, is they're huge, huge, huge into debriefing after the fact. They, they meet after the fact. They go over what went well, what didn't go well. And the two things that stood out um, is the responses when they talk about things that don't go well is just simply, and, and there's a group at our table, I'll fix it, Right. There's no excuses. There's no, I should have done this. I should have that. After they identify the problems, what can be better? They just look at the group and say, I'll fix it. I mean, imagine if in our life we just identified a problem to say, hey, I'm going to fix it. That's it. You know, yeah. don't make a big deal. Of it. And the other is every time they, they, uh, they, they saluted and, and left each other, they, they said, glad to be here. So if you look up John Foley, uh, follow him on Twitter, a lot of his hashtag is glad to be here. As he said, when you're going down and you're flying and you have this dangerous precision, 18 inches, trusting your fellow friends, you know, at the end of the day, you're glad to be here. And he went in and talked about the mechanics. Think about the team that goes in to, you know, if a mechanic uh, misses something or doesn't fix something, those guys are dead. So um, really impactful. And uh, the thing that got me the most was he was talking about giving back. And he said, I'm so fortunate that I'm now doing my speaking tour and, uh, you know, and his, uh, his mission is to sponsor a child in every country on the planet. And when he talked about it, you have this guy, he's high energy, high energy, confidence, um, huge ego. He goes, guys, like me have to have an ego, right? You're flying planes. And when he started talking about the kids, he, he genuinely and literally broke down and had to stop. Wow. And it just was so impactful that you have this guy, confident, energetic, and then when he talked about the thing that really meant the most to him and his wife now, moving forward, it, it, it touched him. And it touched me. I was, uh, I was very moved. I have a book that I'm going to read from him. Um, so I was very pleasantly surprised. Uh, check out John Foley on Twitter. Um, he's got a website. I think, Sean, you checked it out beforehand. You, you, you warned me that I was going to really enjoy the keynote speech, and I really did. So. Yeah, good, man. Cool. Good. Glad, glad to hear that. So, and, and just home this week, uh, calling on customers, getting back in the field. Yeah, I wish. Um, I'm working with. We have a government team, and uh, we're doing a voice of the customer this week. We have a line of product called Blast Resistant Doors, 
that are uh, used in government facilities. And of the 20 products we rep, uh, this segment of the doors we're not having success with. So I'm working with Bill Conaway on our government team, and we're going to interview three distributors on and find out why. Uh, are we priced out of it? Um, is the competition better? Uh, what's going on? So I have two days in the field um, doing a voice of the customer, and then the other three days I'll be catching up for sure. All right, man. It's time for you to get there and blow up the competition. That's it, buddy. That's it. <laughs> nice. Blast resistant doors. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, what do you got, man? I, I really enjoyed the episode last week with Chelsea Pites. Um, I liked her energy and I liked her um, uh, little tidbit there that she was going to be a nun. Uh, never, <laughs> never would have guessed that, but that was nope. a nice, uh, nice uncovery there by you and your, yeah. and your interviewing skills. Who do you got coming up this week on the real estate sessions? So I'm headed to the, uh, back into the world of technology and I've got the vice president of marketing for BombBomb, Ethan Butte. Ah. is uh, a really good guy. I've, I've been watching, I'm a member, I, I, I'm a subscriber to BombBomb and I've been watching Ethan's videos for five years at least because he's been there since 2011. And it was funny after I got to, I sent him a thank you after the, the uh, we recorded the episode, but of course I sent it via BombBomb, which was great. So I got to send a, a nice video email back to him. Uh, really good, really good guy. So that was fun. Um, the rest of this week, I'm, I'm headed down to Lee County. So I'll be in Fort Myers and Estero and maybe touching Naples for just a couple days. But I mean, for the first time ever on Thursday, I have scheduled four episodes of the podcast. I'm going to do four interviews on Thursday. Wow. Uh, so that way I'm not worried about it in Arizona the following week. Are they graduate or, even, or the week after? No, they're for the next month. Yeah. So they'll graduate. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I've got to edit them up and do a couple of key things to them. But um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm booked up. So good. that's a good thing. Yeah. That'll keep you busy. So yep. for me guys, another, the whole week's a vacation, but I, I will probably try and get out to a local, a local store and, and pick up a couple, maybe uh, touristy postcards and send those to some of my favorite clients. Uh, just a little touch from vacation. Mm, nice. I don't know. Thinking about them and, and it's worth the uh, 28 cents or the, whatever the, the postage. For, I think it's 45 uh, now, but don't worry. 45 about it. cents. Yeah. <laughs> old, old man. <laughs> well, for, for postcards, it's less. It's not, oh, that's true. Okay, yeah, yeah. Postcard stamps. So, <laughs> Um, scoreboard bill scoreboard we'll, sorry sorry look forward to it and uh and, and we'll i'm sure we'll we'll be checking in with you guys on thursday with the opening of march madness and the first round of the bay hill invitational actually it's mm. called the arnold palmer invitational now mm. the api so uh, we'll look forward to that and so on behalf of todd and bill i'm sean carpenter on our 100th episode of the stare down